welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, episode number 15. My name is Crystal and I'm the creator of The Gentle Counselor, where I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest, Alka Chopra, and she's going to be talking to us today about self-care with tiny habits one week at a time. Alka Chopra is a registered dietitian, diabetes educator, and a self-care advocate. Her career has spanned from education, research, corporate, management, and clinical. For the past four years, she has been in the clinical space, focusing on individuals living with chronic disease. All through her career and in personal life, Alka noticed the self-care piece missing in people's lives, leading to frustration, self-doubt, discontent, and low self-esteem. To begin with, Alka has gone through this cycle in her own life. Now in her dietetic practice and personal life, she teaches people how to change their mindset and misconceptions of self-care by incorporating self-care with tiny habits one week at a time. Alka's self-care system is an inclusive approach that takes into consideration the five pillars of wellness, which are physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual. So welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, Alka. Thank you so much, Crystal. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to have you on because I know, especially as mothers, self-care is certainly one area that we fall short in. And I know a lot of women do not prioritize uh, doing that with themselves. So I'm really excited to have you on today so you can share some of your wealth of knowledge around this and why it's so important that we need to do this. Mm -hmm. Something that I see almost every day in my practice. So let's start by yeah. talking about what does mental health and well-being mean to you? So mental health and well-being is, I'm going to say that is the foundation of how we live our lives. You know, it frames um, any perspectives that we might have with, uh, with our own self, with the, with the people around us, uh, with the work we do, um, and basically how satisfied you are with your own life. So for me, it is the foundation because if your mental health is not in, let's say, in a good, in a good, um, good at a good wavelength, it is going to impact so many other aspects of your life. You know, being happier, being content, and being satisfied with what you do every single day. That's where it all starts. Yes, you're so right, and it trickles and infects and has an effect on multiple things around it as well. Yes, yes. It, it infests. I, I know infests is a very negative word, but it literally infests into other phases of our lives. And sometimes it can be a very negative effect. So mental health and well-being is something I think every person, especially women and moms who get so busy with their children, with their husband, with their family, uh, tend to neglect and not even sometimes they just overlook it. And I mean, they should really, really pay attention to it. And so can you talk to us a bit more about why for you, your biggest mental health concern is around self-care? Yeah. So this is something, you know, um, like I said to you before, something I see in my practice, like all the time. And when I'm talking to patients and they'll say, uh, you know what, I don't have, they'll say to me, I don't have money to spend like 200 bucks to go to the spa. 
or I cannot spend money, I have no money to go to a vacation. Now, this is such a misconception that uh, when you want to get better, uh, you want to have a better frame of mind, you don't need to go to the spa or go for an expensive retreat to feel better. That is just a band-aid solution. It's very temporary. So when we talk of self-care, mental health, and all these things, it, this should be really an organic approach and something that you do every single day in your lives. Now, every single day would mean just, maybe it could be just five minutes, like even like 10 minutes. So, many, so, it is, so you've got to break that misconception, literally that people have ingrained in their head that I need to spend money. In reality, you don't. And uh, when I am talking about, uh, you know, uh, mental health or just health in general, I do focus a lot on the six pillars, uh, physical, social, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and occupational. I know in the beginning uh, we said five, actually there are six pillars of wellness. So those are the ones, physical, social, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and occupational. So just very briefly, I'll go over them. So physical is like you're eating, you're eating food properly, you know, you're exercising and you're feeling good about yourself. Social is your social interaction, your interaction with your own self. The first thing, interaction with your own self, your relationship with your own self, then relationship with your family, your children, your husband, your parents, uh, siblings, whoever, right? And emotional is how do you manage an emotional uh, outburst or a stressful situation like how do your emotions play into it and though that is all connected so all this is really connected with mental health then spiritual is if you how calm you are how calm you are in a situation that that has the potential to get out of control like how do you manage it intellectual uh, we talk about how do you keep upgrading yourself so that you are recharging your brain all the time. You, you're doing new learning all the time. And occupational is also something like similar to intellectual. Uh, uh, occupational is how much, whether you are a working person, a working mom, or you're an at-home at home mom, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you really need to grow yourself professionally. So even, even being at home is a profession. There's so much that you do as moms at home. You're not just sitting and twiddling your thumbs, right? So this, so it, it really encompasses all these, uh, these pillars. And that is what people really fail to understand. I really like how you talked about how self-care doesn't mean we should be spending hundreds of dollars on something. Because for me, my self-care that I do daily is enjoying a really nice hot shower by myself. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and, yes. and that's my time to unwind. Like that's my simple one thing every day I can do or, right. you know, mindfully stirring my coffee in the morning. You know, it sounds really mm -hmm. random, but I'll, I'll set like some positive intentions or when I first wake up in the morning, before I open my eyes, I try to think of three things I'm grateful for just mm -hmm. before I, cause I'm, I'm busy with my little ones. The second I wake up, it's go, go, go. So I have yeah. to find those little moments where I can. And that is my self-care practice. It's not spending money on certain it's, things. I don't even have the time to go and do that most of the time anyway. Exactly. Like you do not want to drive yourself to the point of exhaustion. 
you know, uh, being tired every day is a good thing where at the end of the day you are tired and then you have a really good sleep. But when people are exhausted, that means they have exhausted all these six pillars of wellness completely. They're like it's wiped out. And that is where the concerns start. And that is where healthcare issues, they begin to start. Because when you are exhausted in every, every pillar of uh, the wellness, you start to kind of, uh, you start to have a down, you know, a downward trend on how you're living your life. You stop focusing on yourself. You start demoting yourself and saying, you know, that I'm no good. I can't even handle my family. I can't even handle my job or, or whatever it is. And then you start to have negative feelings towards your own existence. And it has a huge dent on the self-esteem as well. And then it's like a vicious cycle and people get stuck into it really bad. And then to get out of that is such a lot of work and a huge mindset change. So don't even go there to start small. Like for example, if you are having a bath for 10, 15, how long does it take? How much time does it take for you? Probably five to 10 minutes. Exactly. So is that a lot of time to give to yourself? No, it's really not. <laughs> it's really very little, right? But it makes you feel good. And that, that morning cup of tea, that coffee, I have a cup of tea in the morning. When I go down, you know, the kids are sleeping. My kids are older, but still, you know, they sleep late. And I'm, because I'm working from home at, in this time. But when I go down, I sit down and make my cup of tea. And it takes me like 10, 15 minutes. But that is amazing. That time is just my time. The me time thing. So it's as little as, as little as this. And can you share with us a bit about your own mental health journey? Yeah. So uh, in 2016, what happened was uh, I was at a point in my career where um, I had to make a decision whether to continue in the job, which was giving me a lot of stress in the, in the previous six months that it was interfering in my sleep, my eating habits, and I was feeling horrible inside. But I had been in the job for a good nine years and I loved my job. I enjoyed my team and everything. But there was something which was not connected, connecting with me at that, at that phase in my life. So, and it was a lot of emotions going on in my mind that, you know, Alka, should you resign? What should you do? Finally, one day, uh, it was 2016, March, I took that step, I resigned. And Crystal, that was devastating. It was like, you know, you feel like something is broken inside you and there's a disconnection that has happened. It was, it was awful. There was no one in the house and but I just had to take a, that, that decision. And I was miserable for, for almost about a week or so. Like I could just not uh, take it. Anyway, with all that happening, then I had to, you know, I said, you know what, this is not going to work. Something needs to change in, in me, in, within me. So that's when I started my meditation cycle. So I started meditating every day. I started with about five to 10 minutes. And then I gradually, I increased it to about half an hour and then about one hour. And that was so amazing. It really helped me to really uh, move from point A, where, which I'm going to say I was below ground, to point B, which was I was above ground. So it was such a transformation for me. 
And then I was calm with myself. I, I could achieve way more than what I was doing. So now today, fast track to 2020, I'm really happy where I am today. It's been a journey, definitely. And then now the new job that I have, I have it's, I've been there now since. Uh, and then in the next year, I had a fracture. I had a major fracture where I really broke my right ankle uh, it, terribly. So then I was on literally bed rest for six months. So it was a very difficult time during that entire year. But with, so, so at that time, self-care, meditation, taking care of my own self and saying, you know what, I, I'm in pain or uh, this is not working for me and speaking up. So that really, that was my own, my own transformation. So now, again, now, now right now at this time in 2020 year, I think I'm, I think I'm very happy and I'm very happy at the stage which I am. So it's been a journey for sure. Thank you for sharing that with us. And it sounds like you've had a lot of ups and downs, but mm-hmm. as we know, that's just part of life. We're on this road and it's like there's hills and sometimes there's small hills and sometimes there's big hills. And Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's not perfect, right? Life is not perfect. Right. And I like how yeah. you talk about how you started your meditation practice through that. That's my yes. next thing is to try to find time and figure out how I can work that into my life as a busy mom, because that is something I struggled to think. When can I do that? Because at nighttime, I just am going to fall asleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And you know what meditation, this is, I think, the most asked question from many people that um, I had, I was talking to somebody else a few days ago, and he said, I just can't focus when I'm doing meditation. And that is because we are, meditation is something where you've got to let go. Mm. And there is no rocket science to it. You've got to let go and continuously refocus on your breathing. You know, see the thoughts that you have in your mind, they, will they go away when you're meditating? No, they won't. They are still going to be there. Will the, the problems or the challenges that you're having in your life by meditating 10 minutes a day, will they go away? No, they won't. They will still be there. But what meditation does is it gives you the tools to strengthen yourself, to make yourself so strong that you are able to, um, I'm going to say, manage those challenges or the difficult situation that you are in at that time and to rethink um, a few things from a different angle. So really you are, uh, you are, you are adding tools to your life, life toolbox. I like to put it that way. So once you have those tools, you will find that there's more energy and you will see things from a different angle and your uh, problem solving skills, they get much better because you are calmer within your own self. Right? When, you, when you're angry, when you're angry with something, or especially if you're angry and, and dissatisfied with yourself, can you make the right decision? Probably not. So that is, that is where the meditation piece really, uh, you know, comes in. And now meditation has different. So I, when I talk of meditation, I talk of it in two ways. One of them is, of course, you're closing your eyes and you're focusing on your breathing and, you know, you, all those things. The other thing I really talk a lot with my patients, I call it creative meditation. That is immersing yourself in any kind of creative artistic activity. I personally do a lot of arts and crafts myself. So I do a lot of creative meditation where I may just pick up, uh, you know, just, just think of any project 
and I might, I might be doing soap making. For me, that is creative meditation where I'm in my basement and I have all my, uh, maybe the colors, I have all the ingredients I need to make some soap, maybe olive oil or essential oil or whatever it is. And that is my creative space. That is my way of creative meditation. For somebody else, it might be um, playing music, for example, or playing the guitar. My son plays guitar. So everyone has their own uh, system, which is what you've got to really in investigate and really uh, look into yourself as what makes you happy. What makes me happy may not make you happy. So every person is different. So meditation can take different forms. Yes, that's so right. And that's the same thing with the self-care that we were talking about earlier is you right. just have to find what is right for you. There are so many different ways to do meditation practice or self-care practice and everyone right. is going to be completely different. And so when you see these, when you see people sharing what they do, that might not necessarily work for you. So you right. need to explore it a bit further and find what feels right. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it is a matter of experimentation also. That mm. you, if you, try, so try something new, you know, if you're fascinated with something, give it a try, give it a try. I mean, you don't need to, you don't need to spend money on it. You do not need to take that risk. If there's a risk involved, please don't do that. But if there is something that is that, that is really, uh, that you're curious about, like picking up a musical instrument, you know what you get, you get musical instruments for rent these days. You can, mm. you can take it on rent and just, just give it a try. Worst come to worst. If you don't like it, you can return it. Very true. Take an art class. Yeah. Or, mm. or trade it with maybe you want to give it to a friend or go, go try an art class or maybe you want to go for a dancing class. Like any, and there's so many things out, out there. It's just a question of really thinking of what you really want to do. Um, and, and how you want to do it. Some people in, get some peace while reading, you know? Mm. And we're living in a society where we have so many of these resources online now. So you can yes. simply download a guided meditation video on YouTube or, There's you know, people like us them, have yeah. online like resources where you can yeah. go to, to do that self-care practice or whatever it is you're needing. There's Correct. a wide range of resources out there. There's just... It's, which is yes. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I sometimes, I not sometimes actually, I most often I talk about self-care. So you've got to make self-care a lifestyle and you've got mm. to make it a culture. Very cultures true. are so, yeah, cultures are so, uh, so, so important to us. You know, we follow culture in our families, in generations, we follow that. So that is what you have to start, but you've got to start somewhere. You know, so you're just saying, you, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, that's not, no, the time is now. So, you know, there's, there's a quote that says, the best time was, uh, the, the good time, I forget the full quote, but the, the, yeah, the best time to start was yesterday, the next best time is today. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, some, for some people, it's reading self-help books. So typically, I don't read self-help books. But the other thing you can also do is you can actually ask for help and support. Whether it is your sibling, if there is something that you are really struggling with, 
uh, ask just just reach out speak up whether you want to reach out to your husband your children your friend whoever so speak up there is so many systems out there and like you just mentioned there are so many resources there are so many podcasts these days available out there where which are focusing on self care and you know mindset and these kind of things so there's a ton of uh, resources out there it's just a matter of exploring and the willingness to explore So we've come to the end of the podcast episode now. Is there any last bit of advice that you'd like to share with our audience and any promotional offers that you have for your business? Yeah. So the only thing I will say is, of course, um, time is a big healer. And whatever challenging time that you are living in, it will definitely pass. Just be, stay positive and find the resources that will help you move forward. Take that step and be in that positive frame of mind. And, uh, and definitely the other thing is pay attention to yourself, pay attention to your need, be mindful and uh, focus on if there's, if your body is telling you, if your heart is telling you that, you know what, you've got to do something, acknowledge it. And then you will find definitely a solution. So, yeah. So keeping all this in mind and all the challenges. So I did come up with a, uh, with the program, it is it is called Tiny Habits, uh, Mighty Transformations, and uh, so that it's a twelve week program. And in the program, what happens every week? There is a one transformational change or a habit that is uh, that that I talk about, and and then you there's a there's an activity that that goes along with it. So every week there is one. And there's different activities. There's it's as simple as hydration. You're talking about the water intake. Do you need to drink water? What's going on? How do you feel? Uh, how do you know that you've got to drink water? So it's, there's on nutrition. Then I talk about grounding. Uh, there's creative meditation, and there's uh, there's some information on recipes and cooking, and there's all kinds of things. So it's a 12-week program. And uh, yeah, if people are so the course is going to be released on July the 24th. It is self-care day that day. So yeah, and that is if people are interested, they can uh, you know sign up for it. And it is based on the four the six pillars that I that I just mentioned to you about. And they can always go to my website, and the sign up link is on my website. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Alka, for being a guest on the Gentle Counselor podcast today. And I will make sure to share any relevant links down below where people can find you. And you've got your website, Alka Chopra. C-A. C-A, yeah. And actually my handles, my Instagram, my Pinterest is Alka Chopra RD. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, Crystal, for having me. And I hope this discussion, you know, it motivates some people. And, uh, and through my website, if people have any further questions, anything, feel free to send me an email and I will respond to you.